0: All
1: the
0: Crop Talk TV podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the San Francisco 49ers Morning Show. I am your host, former NFL and NFL defensive back. Eric Crocker, and it is Victory Monday. You see, I jumped straight into the intro, man. I didn't even do the code opening or anything like that. I was like, man, we're going to get straight down the business. We're going to talk about the San Francisco 49ers come out victorious on the road over the Cincinnati Bengals, 26-23 in overtime. Big time, big time win for the 49ers who improved to 7-6 and six on the season above five hundred. 49ers now in the sixth spot in the NFC. Still a game and a half out of the fifth spot uh, where the Rams are ahead of them. And the 49ers play the Rams down the stretch. So we'll see what happens. Week 18, I will be there. Week 18, I will be there live and direct. Y'all be there too. My guy, John Chapman, he's putting on a big uh, uh, event on Saturday. And then I believe the people that I'm getting the Airbnb with, I think we're kind of throwing like, uh, we're not going to, I don't think we're going to the game. I don't think I'm going to the game. I think I'm just, we're going to watch it. I think we're renting out a a big Airbnb house or something like that. And we're going to get it pop in there. We're going to have fun. We're going to drink. We're going, to you know, we're chilling. We're going to watch the game. Everybody just chilling in the spot. So that's what it's going to be. If y'all going to be in LA uh, for the last game of the season, it's going down. We're going to turn up. We're going to have fun, all that good stuff. All right. Before I get started, if you're new to the show, make sure you hit that like button, subscribe button, if you like what is here to come, so stick around. Uh, we've got a lot of things that we're going to cover, some things that I believe you guys are going to be like, hell yeah, crock, and some things you guys are going to be like, God damn, why are you talking about this? All right, so uh, if you don't already know, I also am the host of the Locked On 49ers show with myself, Brian Peacock. We were on YouTube last night. We also you know, recapped the game if you want to hear more of a structured show. Go ahead, pop that in, listen to that. You can find it on anywhere that you stream your podcast, locked on 49ers with myself and my co-host Brian Peacock. Also, locked on the NFL draft. Make sure you guys tune into that as well with myself and my guy Ryan Tracy. We uh we did a mock draft. It's mock draft Monday. It's starting to be that time. Things are shaping up. Who do we have in goal number one? It had been a foregone conclusion that was uh it was just always gonna be Kevon Thibodeau. But I think that's kind of changing right now. All right. We talk about that. We go in detail with that. All right. So, Underdog Fantasy. Oh, hold on, y'all. Hold on. I'm always talking about Underdog Fantasy, promo code Crocky, all that good stuff. But I got something to share with y'all. Here we go. Underdog Fantasy, promo code Crocky. Make sure you, if you don't already, download the app. Uh, Use the promo code Crocky, all that good stuff. Y'all did it. We did our five picks. All right, we put in ten dollars. Where's it at? Where is it at? I don't even think I can see how much I uh what we put in, but we did our five picks, we put in our ten dollars and we hit. And y'all told me we took the over on Jamar Chase, that hit the over on Joe Burrow. It, it took a while, but he ended up hitting the under on Joe Mixon, big time. Got past that. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, it took until overtime, but we hit. And George was over on 59 and a half yards, he blew that out the water. So, y'all. And, I, and, you know, I don't want to say it's just me that won $200. We won $200. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take that money. We're going to do a gift giveaway. I'm going to put together a basket. I'm going to pick a random person. We're going to get a jersey out there, a jersey of your choice, whoever it is, that's where that money is going to go. So that $200, that's going back to y'all. Y'all want me the money. If you want to get in on the action, download the app, Underdog Fantasy, promo code Crocky, get in on the action. But that money right there is going back to you, the people. I'm going to pick a random person. And uh, I'm going to get you a gift basket, a a, a jersey, you know, uh, of your choice, 49ers. We're giving back to the people. Love y'all, man. I appreciate y'all. So, Underdog Fantasy, man, we came up. We came up. Let's go. That's $200 right there. Only put in $10, man. So, y'all want to make you some money. Underdog Fantasy, promo code Crocky. I'll, uh, I'll put the link right now. Here we go. So, this is the, here we go. Let me put it in the chat. Boom. So that's Underdog Fantasy. I just put the pick on or whatever. But click that link. Go to Underdog Fantasy if you haven't already. Sign up and uh, use the promo code CROCKY. Promo code CROCKY. Let's go. But let's get into this game, man, because today is QB Monday. And, of course, I have my guy Greg Panelli. He'll be on in a little bit. I'm going to get to you guys as well. All right. Clutch Jimmy showed up. Clutch Jimmy showed up. and And that was good to see. That was good to see. Jimmy Garoppolo uh, finished the game with a decent stat line. Threw the ball 41 times. And I think you know most people would tell you for the 49ers to win the game, you don't want to see him throw the ball a whole lot. I have said it, that Jimmy Garoppolo, I've seen him win every which type of way. I've seen him win every which type of way. So, I'll never be the one to say what Jimmy can or, or, or can't do. Right? 49ers run game wasn't clicking all the way. Obviously, some of those numbers will be kind of I know you had uh, there be exaggerated just a little bit. You had Debo Samuel rip off a long run, but just from the sense of a just straight run game, it was okay, just enough to keep the Bengals honest, but it wasn't really hitting on all cylinders. Uh, and and events of that happening, Jimmy Garoppolo had to throw 41 times to the tune of 296 yards, two touchdowns, and a 103 quarterback rating. All right, Jimmy was extremely clutch down the stretch. I thought the last two drives where there was a drive to put the 49ers in scoring position, that was awesome. Good job on some of those throws. George Kittle had a big catch down the sideline. Overtime, he didn't miss. Uh, He, what was he, seven for seven, I believe, in overtime. Drove the 49ers right down the field, made some clutch throws, some really tight window throws, man. He threw one to George Kittle that was like low and away from the defender. Uh, George Kittle went down, caught the ball. Terrific. Obviously, on the little play action or whatever it was, dump off to i u He scored so okay, six and six in overtime. Awesome stuff by Jimmy Garoppolo to be clutch in the moment. And without him, at least in, in, in when they needed him most, when they needed him, he came through in the clutch, and the 49ers improved
1: to six, seven and six, excuse me. But there, there is a but
0: i I fought with this I fought with this all night I talked to my guy about it how should I approach this because i I know I know y'all and I know and I know how y'all sometimes y'all don't want to hear certain things but I, I'm gonna keep it a buck I got my, my guy Abel Sack in here you know what I'm saying we homies so we can keep it real with each other and how I look at y'all i I look at y'all like y'all my homies too we we got to keep it real with each other right That's what y'all want, right? Jimmy Garoppolo, his QBR was 39.4, all right? Now, the QBR is different from passer rating. The QBR factors in everything. It factors in everything, and it spits out this number, and it's on a scale of, one, like, 0 to 100. I'm pretty sure you can't get 0. Whatever the scale is, but it goes up to 100. So it's basically like, you know,
1: a B C D E. What
0: whatever, right?
1: Jimmy. Jimmy was clutch. And and that led to a forty nine ers victory. Jimmy Garoppolo was not good. And in fact, for
0: three point eight quarters, <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo was bad. He wasn't good. I'm so thankful that he came through. I'm so thankful that he was clutch at the end of the game. It was awesome to see him overcome some of those things once again. Like, you know, just last week, the week before against the um against the Seattle Seahawks, the second half was really really weird, right? Second half was really weird. Four nine didn't score in the second half. But then that last drive, he he gave us hope. And this time again, it wasn't just the second half this time. It it was the whole game. The 49ers, again, I don't want to be one of those guys. I had to, I had to come on, I had to be real with y'all, right? And I'm I'm excited about the win. I am excited about the win. I love the win. And I love that Jimmy Garoppolo was clutch. I have to keep saying that because I don't want people to come on here and think that I'm just being Debbie Downer or anything like that where I want to point out bad and things like that, right? Like I talked, I, I was really excited about the things that I thought Jimmy Garoppolo did extremely well but he was bad for 3.8 quarters he was bad and 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 i was watching it and i was thinking this this is who he is now who he also is is the guy that came through in the clutch right because he has those moments where he can all of a sudden it's like oh why can't we why can't we get that all the time like and not even to that extent i'm not saying he has to go seven for seven drive down score a touchdown things like that but why does it have to be such drastic, like, I, I can't make a play? I can't make a play. I can't make a play. And, and then, and then, like, I can't make a play. And then the 49ers were, I don't want to say they were lucky, but the 49ers were so fortunate that Phillips was back there returning punts for the Cincinnati Bengals because that's what made that game what it was. The 49ers getting the, you know, fumble recoveries off of punts.
1: That was big, big time. The 49ers needed that. Because it... I
0: I was walking away from that game. I was like, there is no way that Trey Lance is not playing in the next game. Now, obviously, now Jimmy Garoppolo came through in the clutch. And he did that, and okay, you held him off. And there won't be that Trey Lance talk. But but I'm 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 telling you, I somebody gotta keep it real, right? Somebody gotta keep it real. Jimmy was bad for 3.8 quarters. Bad for 3.8 quarters. And he did an awesome job with the clutch ability down the stretch. Awesome job, Jimmy. But he he was he was a dropped Jesse Bates interception away from us not seeing Jimmy Garoppolo start against the Atlanta Falcons. Again, I'm going to say this again. Jimmy Garoppolo was a dropped Jesse Bates interception away from Trey Lance starting against Atlanta. I can promise you that. I can promise you that. Because for how Jimmy Garoppolo played for 3.8 quarters and his inability to make plays you it is hard to do worse than that. But then he came through in the clutch. And 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 those are the things that you're gonna be able to lean on to say this is this is why Jimmy is starting. This is why Jimmy is starting over the rookie. I I I'm I didn't want to have this conversation. I'm sorry, but I had to I had to keep I had to keep it a buck. I was watching them and I was just like I had a I had a I had a DM from my guy. All right. And this is probably most of y'all. Where is it at? My guy Raymond and he said I've seen enough of the Jimmy show. I've seen enough. Now that was before the clutch moment. And and the clutch moment that's going to we're happy. We're excited. The 49ers won. He was clutch. Great job. Great job, Jimmy. He was so impressive late. He he was so impressive. He was so impressive late. He made some big throws. But I'm telling you, he was he was a Jesse Bates dropped interception from being benched. It doesn't matter if the 49ers were mathematically eliminated or not. He was a dropped Jesse Bates interception from being benched. I promise you that. Because he was not good, and if you compound that with what we've seen from him as of late with with the second half against the Seahawks scoring zero points, you compound that with what we've seen for most of the year, which is really up and down from him that would i i if he would have threw a pick six on that play, which it likely would have been picked there there wouldn't be. There wouldn't be Jimmy Garoppolo next week.
1: What was that fumble? What was that? The, the 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 fumble on air. What was that? He moving around and then he just drops the ball and he sacks himself. I mean This isn't about this
0: isn't about the 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 if. That's not what this is about. This is about what we were watching. And and being and being real. At some point, at some point, y'all gotta be real. I'm real, and I'm always realistic with what Jimmy Garoppolo is. But that was it was hard to watch for three point eight quarters that that performance for three point eight quarters. And it was a if Jesse
1: Bates, Jimmy Garoppolo should be like, thank you, Jesse Bates. Thank you. I appreciate you. But
0: as we came on again, when I first kind of came on and started talking about it, I'm I'm I I I appreciate Jimmy Garoppolo for coming through in the clutch. He was awesome down the stretch. When we see six for six. Uh I mean he he did a he did an amazing job down the stretch. He was clutch, he won the game for the 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo won the game for the 49ers that was a great job by jimmy the throws he made down the stretch putting passes in 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 areas where uh guys can come down with it i mean george kittle was awesome we're going to get to him but jimmy was great down the stretch great jimmy good job and when i say down the stretch i mean the last drive to put the 49ers in the field goal kicking position and then the overtime where he would just bing, 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 bing. Let's move down the field. We score a touchdown. We win. Let's go. Great job, Jimmy Garoppolo. Great job. We won. But you know what? Quest for six, I'm going to keep it real. And that's why y'all tune in, right? For me to keep it real. I'm going to keep it real. Listen. This I, I, I talked a little bit about this and I wasn't doing the morning show, but we were doing Locked on 49ers. We talked a little bit about it with um with the uh, the two the first two wins, and I talked about that Eagles game, and I was like, that that wasn't, that wasn't good. And I had a lot of people saying, Croc, but the 49ers won, stop complaining they're two and zero. and I'm like, there was something weird about that game. like y'all didn't see that, like there was something weird about that game against the Eagles. How they came out, it was it wasn't right. That's what I was saying. It wasn't right. People got on me and got on Brian Peacock for saying that, uh, you know, oh, you guys are being sued. And then all of a sudden, 49ers lose four straight. And it was like, well, yeah, we saw the signs. We saw the signs. But y'all were happy with 2-0, but it wasn't – It something was off. Something was off with the offense. Something was off with Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers lost. Four straight games
1: after that. But I saw it in the in those two wins. I saw something was off. So yeah,
0: 49ers won the game and I love it. Seven and six. They're six right now. 49ers are gunning for that fifth spot. They're coming for LA. They're coming for LA. They're gunning for it. But I, I don't know how you can, how you can. I don't I don't look again, I don't want to be Debbie Downer, but I gotta keep it a buck. I was gonna come on and just be very appealing to what it was that y'all wanted to hear. I was. That's what I was gonna do, and I was just gonna be like, "Great, great, 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 great. Everything's great. All is good." But that shit wasn't. That three point eight quarters of of the way that that quarterback was playing. I mean, it. George Kittle, elite. Talking about a guy who had fifteen targets, thirteen receptions, one hundred fifty one yards, and a touchdown. George Kittle did. I mean to be able to lean on him as a pass catcher, Debo Samuel. I don't want to say that he was a he was a, a decoy because obviously we saw him score a touchdown early on. They targeted him a couple times, but um obviously you know Debo Samuel wasn't a big part. Excuse me of the offense. Let's look at his receiving numbers. Uh, Debo Samuel had one target, 22 22 yards on one target. Debo Samuel, and he also had eight. Rushes four point six yards a catch a carry. So, you know, definitely it, you know, it he wasn't it was George Kittle's show, and it was the brand IU show, and we're gonna get the brand IU, but shout out to George Kittle. George Kittle did did a terrific job um really coming through and in in a time where it's like, Well, who do who do we key on? Well, okay, Debo, not they're not really looking for him. Ayuk, okay, we'll see. But George Kittle, that's the guy we got to stop. And they still couldn't stop him. Still couldn't uh, stop him. Shout out to Jimmy Garoppolo. That throw down the right sideline to George Kittle early in the game, that was a good throw. Jimmy, when he gets back, he drops back, and he lets it rip with confidence and rhythm. Man, he put that on there, and it was just the uh Bates, I believe it was, did a really good job of kind of pulling that arm away and made George Kittle have to kind of try to catch the ball with one hand. But I thought that was a – that was a really good throw by Jimmy Garoppolo down the field. We've been wanting to see him push the ball down the field a little bit. That was a terrific throw by Jimmy G, did George Kittle. But, you know, man, if he would complete that, we're talking about an even bigger game. But George Kittle, he's elite. Now, there's been this conversation about George Kittle. Where, where, where does he stand with the other tight ends in the league when you look at the Travis Kelseys, you look at the, you know, uh, Darren Waller's. And, you know, we've always known that George Kittle is right there in that top three, right? It's like, he's right there in that top three. Where is he? At some points, he's been the number one guy. At other times, you know, he's been the, you know, number two or number three. But, man, when he's on like that, especially what he's done in the last two weeks, and I saw my guy, where is it at? My guy, Jason Aponte, put a tweet out of George Kittle's numbers over the last two weeks, and, I mean, they are tremendous, which is so weird because it's like, how do how do you go from what we've seen over the last two weeks, which let me pull up the numbers real quick. All right. Uh, against the Seahawks, 12 targets, nine catches, 181 yards, two touchdowns uh, last night, 15 targets, 13 catches, 151 yards. So we're talking about well over 300 yards and three touchdowns over the last two weeks. But the week before that against, who the 49ers beat? Uh, the Minnesota Vikings. He had like two targets. He had one catch. How does that even happen? How's the guy so involved and so productive and just looks elite and the best player on the field? And a couple weeks ago, it was like, oh, one reception. <laughs> How does that happen? I don't know. That's weird. But George Kittle, he came up big time. He was He was elite. He was elite. That was a great job by George Kittle. And that big time catch he made down, it was on the left side. There's about, what, 12 seconds left in the game. He climbed the ladder for that. Jimmy threw it a little high. Good. Put it in a position where his guy would make the catch. He came down with it. Big time. Elite. Elite George Kittle. Another player that's elite, Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa is elite. Uh, two sacks. I think he had one full sack and two half sacks, so he's getting to the quarterback. He also had a sack that was taken away from him on uh, Ambry Thomas' illegal contact, and we'll get to Ambry Thomas and his performance. But two tackles for loss. Big time performance. I mean, he was disruptive all night. Really, the entire defensive line was disruptive, but definitely Bosa. I mean, you just see his presence and him getting back there and just imposing his will on quarterbacks, man. Like Nick Bosa, the dudes are true. The dude is big time. Man, oh Greg Penelli won't be. What the heck? Greg Penelli won't be uh he won't be coming on today. Says uh, he's driving to Disneyland. Disneyland? Who goes it? You're supposed to be on the 49ers uh morning show. It's QB Monday. This is this is Greg Pinelli's day, and he's going to
1: Disneyland.
0: <laughs> Have fun at Disneyland, Greg. All right. But Nick Nick Bosa, awesome job! What are his numbers for the season? I see somebody say where does he rank as far as stack, uh, sacks? I think he was top five before last game. But let's see where he's at in that. now. Nick Bosa, let's
1: see where he's at. Nick Bosa, sacks. I probably should have put stats,
0: but he's up there. He's got to be up there. Man, he should have three sacks. That illegal contact on on Ambry Thomas. Or hands to the face, whatever it was. Tough. we're going to talk about his performance too. But 14 sacks right now on the season from Nick Bosa. Definitely going to be pushing towards 17, 18 sacks on the season. Obviously, a career high. This is his kind of legit second year. He's been doing amazing. Here we go. 46 likes. Man, y'all smash that like button for my guy. You know what? I think I missed. Did I miss a contribution earlier? Oh, here we go. I did. Uh, Teddy talked mad trash before the game about Jimmy saying is what's wrong. Your thoughts? Saying he is what's wrong. Your thoughts? Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. And again, Nick Bosa, I want to kind of close out my thoughts on him. He's elite. Nick Bosa, he's he's elite. And the 49ers absolutely have a stud pass rusher. They're going to probably have to pay him this offseason. I don't know how much money is going to be, but Nick Bosa will be get he'll be the highest paid edge rusher in the league. He'll be the highest paid. Now, other guys will get paid too. Uh Brian Burns, he's gonna get paid. I think Josh Allen, the the defensive end, he's gonna get paid. Those are some edge rushers, they're all gonna be due. Nick Bosa probably is gonna get the most. But here's the thing: sometimes it's not about you know how great you are, is what you mean to the team, how good are you, and when you sign, so Nick Bosa could sign if, he, if the 49ers lock him up first, there is a chance that Josh Allen and uh Brian Burns end up getting a little bit more. That's just how it works, that's how the market works. All right, uh, Teddy, Teddy, and he's talking about Ted, Teddy, uh, Brewski from you know formerly of the New England Patriots. He's on TV and he says, I, I wouldn't. Here's the thing, y'all, and my guy, Brad, I appreciate you, Brad. You're always on the show, you always come through on the show, you come through with the contributions. I love your contribution to the show with the comments. We, we, we look at it as talking trash, but he's not talking trash. He's, he's really, he's really spitting facts, right? What he was saying was he thinks that the 49ers are a good team. He thinks that the 49ers have a really good roster. He also believes that Jimmy Garoppolo holds the 49ers back and he's not wrong. I fought the same fight you're, you're, you're talking about right now. It wasn't until last year where I was like, mm, maybe Jimmy's not going to be what I thought he was going to be. I know nobody wants to hear about Jimmy Garoppolo, especially when he came through in the clutch and he won a
1: game. But he did some... I don't don't want to keep harping on Jimmy Garoppolo. He is
0: what he is. Jimmy is what he is. Teddy's not wrong about what he said. But Jimmy also, you know, we saw in 2019, he had like the most fourth quarter uh, clutch wins, come from behind wins, whatever it was, game-winning drives, whatever, right? So we know Jimmy has that clutch factor. He does. And that's something that you have to account for when it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think more times than not, when you look at Jimmy G and kind of what he is or what he isn't, one thing I will say is, he can come through in the clutch for you. When when the game is on the line, here's a positive about Jimmy. When the game is on the line, it doesn't matter where they get the ball. I feel comfortable with the ball in Jimmy Garoppolo's hands, and I feel like he can lead the 49ers to victory. Like, the 49ers are down. If the 49ers are down five points with a minute and 20 seconds left, and they're on their own 20-yard line, I strongly feel like Jimmy Garoppolo can lead the 49ers down the field to victory. So I don't want anybody to think I hate Jimmy. I strongly feel like that. There is a clutch factor to his game. There's a little bit of Tony Romo. A little little bit of that Tony Romo, right? Tony Romo would do a lot of weird things. Here's the thing. Okay, that's a great comparison. Tony Romo. Tony Romo would do a lot of weird things in games. But if you look at his, like, fourth quarter wins, there was, like, a stretch where nobody had more fourth quarter wins than him. Now, here's the other thing with Tony Romo. And I remember saying it then to my brother, who's a Cowboy fan. A lot of times, Tony Romo had to – he had to get the fourth quarter wins because of things he did throughout the game. Because of Tony Romo sometimes playing like bullshit and putting you in that position to where, well, now I have to go down – to drive to potentially win the game, and Jimmy Garoppolo is that same way. He he did a lot of weird, like he. I don't want to harp on Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't want to, but what do you, what did you guys see? I'm gonna bring you guys on so we could talk about it from about Jimmy Garoppolo. All right, but like my girl Peachy said, man, 46 likes, man, y'all smash that like button for my guy Let's go, hit the like button. I came on here and I talked about Underdog Fantasy, promo code Crocky. You guys did it. You guys told me what to put together as far as the parlay goes. Uh, We came through $200. I'm putting that back into the show. What we're going to do is we're going to go, I'm going to go buy a, pick a random person. We're going to get a jersey. Uh, We're going to get you a jersey, uh, send you a gift basket, whatever it is, and uh, deliver it to your house. So shout out to everybody who contributed to the Underdog Fantasy money coming in.
1: Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all hit that like button and the subscribe button if you haven't already. Here we go. I got another.
0: Here we go. Jimmy showed a lot of love. Jimmy showed a lot of love.
1: My guy Darius. Uh, Romo and Jimmy went to the same college. Eastern Illinois. Eastern Illinois, same college. Yeah, there we go. I see everybody in the thing right now all right i'm just
0: reading some of the comments right here and of course i'm going to bring you guys up on a couple other things i want to talk about uh brandon Ayuk stepping up awesome job we're talking about a brand uh brandon Ayuk. he had do i have his numbers up here six catches 62 yards obviously had the game-winning touchdown a lot of heart my bad y'all obviously had the game-winning touchdown uh, he was targeted like eleven times, so that was that was them like they're incorporating him. That is okay. Let's go, let's go. They're incorporating Brennan Ayuk, and and he, and he stepped up. I thought he did some really good things. Obviously, like the the clutch touchdown catch. I thought the play design was awesome. They got them out out there on the edge. All right, got you on the edge. Can you just beat these guys to the end zone? He did a really good job of tight roping the sideline, diving into the end zone. Later, he talked about how they're not supposed to reach out for the goal line, but he did and it worked. So good job there. And the reason why you don't want to reach out for the goal line is because we've seen the, the Derek Carr thing where Derek Carr reaches out and, the, and his hand gets hit and he fumbled the ball out of bounds. <laughs> don't want that to happen. It ends up being like a touchback. Don't want that to happen. So a lot of times they will tell guys don't reach out for it unless it's like fourth down. Brandon, you it's good to see him, you know, Let's let's keep it going. Let's keep incorporating them because if Brandon Ayuk is good, and and Debo is Debo, and George Kittle is elite like what he's been, that's strong heading into the playoffs. And this is a playoff team. This is a playoff team. So so big shout out to Ayuk coming along, and it seems so far that he has he has really he has really answered the call with whatever the Shanahan and 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 Lynch and all that they did and the way they talked about him in, in, uh, in, you know, on radio and whatever the case is, like, it worked. And he's answering the call. And that was a guy who, I was like, man, like, how's he going to get out of this? I think he's getting out of it. And sometimes it just takes, you know, making a few plays and you start to get in the groove of things, start to get in the swinging things and you end up doing what he did, which was snap out of it and end up playing well. And I see each week Brandon Ayuk is more involved. Each week, Brandon Ayuk is getting better. I still have been critical of the, the after the catch, like the dynamic ability, which I would still like to see a little bit more of that, right? The catch the ball, make a guy miss, get up, feel You know, it's like I see a lot of possession receiver stuff from him right now. Like with the way that Ayuk is, is playing, with the way that he's winning, I don't see a difference between him and like Juwan Jennings. But he's not like Jawan Jennings. You see what I'm saying? He's not like Jawan Jennings. He's a... Uh, in theory, I, you know, I thought he was going to be like the explosive to catch, make guys miss, run off on people. Like, you know, I wanted to see that from him. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to see the... And I haven't really quite seen that yet. So right now I'm seeing more of... I think he's looking a lot like Jawan Jennings in the sense of catch the ball, more possession type guy. Uh, I want to see him be a little bit more dynamic. Now, and again, I think a lot of people will say, well, quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Well, Debo Samuel, he's the best yards after catch guy in the league right now. So it's not just a quarterback. So the last possession wasn't a yards after catch play? That's, yeah, okay, what we're talking about is two different things. I want to see dynamicness, like, right? I want to see, like, a dynamic ability. And what I mean by that is, an explosive play where, where it's created by the receiver. All right. So again, now my, my standard for him might be higher. All right. So I don't want to come off as if uh, I'm, I'm, I'm holding him to a higher standard than just being a possession guy or, okay, we scheme up a bootleg and have you drag underneath. We dump it off to you and you run and dive to the end zone. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously like, yeah, that's a terrific play, but that's not like, can Juwan Jennings do that? Like, yeah, he Juwan Jennings can do that. Like, I want to see the, can, can you catch the ball? Okay, uh, whip a guy, five-yard stop, uh, catch the ball, make a guy miss, make another guy miss, get up field, you know, 10 more yards. Like, I want to see more dynamicness from Brennan i I'm not quite seeing that. Yards, that, I mean, yeah, okay, a dump off and he beats, got to the end zone, that's awesome, great. But that's not really, you know. Croc, problem is Jimmy is not a dynamic quarterback. I hear you, but... Debo Samuel plays with the same quarterback and Debo has a lot of dynamic plays. Like to play against the Eagles, Abel. That's what I want to see. Where it's like, he comes through, makes a guy miss, hops, okay, runs, jumps over a guy. Now again, that's an extreme case with the jumping over a guy, but I would like to see a little bit more ability in the open field. Like what we saw that, but that's kind of been more of a one-off really throughout his career. So far, everything has been catch. He's either going down or catch, I've seen him kind of bounce off of a tackle, but I haven't seen the the dynamic ability. So that's that's I hope that makes sense. That's now that's again that's me holding him to a bit of a higher standard when it comes to brand Ayuk in the sense of what I thought he was gonna be. Now maybe I need to reshape how I view Ayuk and just say, well. Crock, he might just be a little bit more of a possession receiver than you thought. And there's nothing wrong with being a possession receiver. He can, you know, Kendrick Bourne's a possession receiver. Now, again, Kendrick Bourne also, you know, he, what, I saw him catch a 75-yard touchdown against the Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, with him being a possession receiver, there still can be uh, explosive plays. But I just thought I would see a little bit more dynamicness
1: from him. If he is what he is, like, that's fine. All right, so I hope that
0: makes sense. All right, and the last thing I want to touch on real quick, and then we'll get to the callers. I appreciate everybody that's in here right now uh listening to me talk about the 49ers, 250 of y'all. If you haven't already, hit you know, click the chat down, hit that like button, then hop right back in. I'm going to get you guys on here to talk about it. This is what I'm talking about. Like Justin Jefferson, like CeeDee Lamb. Like when you watch Justin Jefferson, you see CeeDee Lamb, and you just see how they move. Now, again, I know what you guys are saying. Say. They're quarterbacks. I'm not talking about this is different than the quarterbacks. I'm talking about him. I'm talking about after the play. That's what I'm talking about. So if you watch Justin Jefferson, watch Jeff- Justin Jefferson in route. Watch CeeDee Lamb in route. Watch after they catch the ball. Watch what they do with the ball after they catch it. Like watch how they make guys miss. Watch how dynamic they are in space. That's what I was hoping to see from Ayu. And I believe he has it in him. I believe he has it in him. I would just would like to actually see it. I'm not a Jimmy G apologist,
1: but saying Jimmy was bad for most of the game is a bit of a reach. Play calling was a little conservative. I'm, I'm not saying that you're a Jimmy G apologist.
0: Uh, I don't look at it. People put these labels on guys. You're a hater if you have a take that's different from what they say. You're an apologist if you talk good about Jimmy. Uh, you know, I've had people come at me and say, I'm a Jimmy G apologist. Like, no, I keep it fucking real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I keep it a buck. And I'm always going to keep it a buck. I actually came on, you know what? That's kind of fake. Because I came on here and I actually wasn't going to keep it a buck. I was just going to tell y'all what y'all wanted to hear. But then I said, nah, e, you got to keep it a book, like, or you're not going to be true to who you are, all right? Uh, I don't think it makes you, and I appreciate the contribution, I don't think it makes you an, a Jimmy Garoppolo apologist because you think that he played well and the play calling was more conservative, right? If you said that is your opinion, I don't think that makes you an apologist. So let's get that out the way. And I appreciate Everybody, and that's one thing, man. Y'all y'all understand about me. I want to I I love to hear your opinion. I'm not going to put your opinion down because it might be different than mine. So, shout out to you, come on. No, you're not a Jimmy G apologist. You're talking about what you see, what you saw and how you saw the game. And that's your opinion. And I and I and I I like your opinion. I I okay, I give you that. My opinion just differs from it to where I saw a quarterback who did not make any
1: plays for most of the game to stop what was potentially coming from the other team. You know what I'm saying? So that's what, that's what I mean by that.
0: Here we go. Uh, the play calling is conservative based on his ability and inconsistencies. Real quick, we're we're going to get into Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm pretty sure, in a little bit, but uh, I want to get to my last guy real quick, Ambry Thomas, and then I'm going to get the callers on. I'm pretty sure you guys are going to have things to say, and then we'll talk about the rest of the game and kind of how it went and some of my thoughts. Again, I appreciate all almost 300 of you that are in here in the chat right now. Um, but anyway, I, before I clutch Jimmy, Garoppolo showed up late in that game. So that's all that matters right now, but we'll get back to him. Ambry Thomas. All right, now. Okay, I got to, you know, me, sometimes I got to bring up the tweets. I got to bring up the tweets just so I can add a little bit of context to exactly kind of what went on with him and kind of what some of my thoughts are with Ambry Thomas and his performance or, you know, however you see that performance. All right, so let me go to my tweet real quick. If you're not following me on Twitter, at Eric underscore Crocker, if you are on there, then you'll see some of my takes. And I tweet out some of these things where is it
1: right hold on here we go all right nope almost where? all right here we go boom all right so let's bring this tweet
0: up and we're going to get to to ambry thomas i see my guy travis travis said ambry thomas was lost out there all right all right uh Ambry thomas was bad rookies making mistakes but the but the same mistakes over and over again. Something is wrong. All right. Now, why do y'all tune in to Eric Crocker? Y'all tune in to me because y'all know, like, I'm gonna bring a different perspective. And here is the perspective from Ambry Thomas in the real, not just a perspective. Like, this is this is the real. So let's bring up my tweet from Saturday, I believe it was. All right. So I tweeted this out Saturday. Boom. Can y'all see that? I don't know if I'm able to, like, zoom in on it. But someone basically said, Ambry Thomas might play a lot of zone coverage for the 49ers tomorrow. Book it. And Chris Connors, you were 100% right. The 49ers probably play primarily, I don't know, 95% zone. There was probably a few third down or maybe a fourth down snap where they play man. All right, but they play primarily zone. And my response to him saying a lot of zone coverage for the 49ers tomorrow, book it, I said this. See, I don't think that's who Ambry Thomas is. He's a press man in your face guy. At least that's what it looked like at Michigan. Obviously, that's if Thomas is even playing. I don't know. So, up until this point, I didn't know if Ambry Thomas was going to be playing. All right. I I didn't know if he was going to be a starter. But I was saying, you know what? I would like to see Ambry Thomas play. And I was also saying, he's not an off guy. He did. That's not what he did. That's not what he did at Michigan. Ambry Thomas at Michigan was a press man, as I said in this, and again, this is not a hindsight tweet. This And this is not me defending Ambry Thomas about his uh, his performance yesterday. And then I'm going to add a little bit more context to it for you guys. But this is not me, you know, it's not about uh, defending him or making excuses for him. What I saw from Ambry Thomas in college, he was a press man guy. 90 plus percent of the time. Any any Michigan game you put on, you're going to see him playing press man at the line of scrimmage. That's what he did. I thought he was not as quick twic, twitch type guy to be an off-coverage guy. I didn't think so. All right? I didn't think so. When I, when I was watching him, I'm like, he, he's a press man guy. So when they drafted him, I was thinking, okay, well, the 49ers want to go more
1: press man. All right? That's what I was thinking. Now. You put him in the position, that's not his strength.
0: That uh, Okay, now there's two ways to look at this because there's two ways to look at this. They played a lot of cover, two, and they play a lot of off coverage. All right, and we're going to get into Jamar Chase and these other guys as well and the overall outlook of the cornerback position. But Ambry Thomas just played 90% of his snaps, if I had to guess, from off coverage. That was not what Am- That's not what made Ambry Thomas good in college. If you were to tell me pre-draft, if I'm sitting in the meetings, and they say, all right, Croc, we're thinking about drafting Ambry Thomas, but we want to play primarily a cover two, a two high shell, cover four, I would tell them don't draft Ambry Thomas then if that's how you're going to play him. Because that's not what it looks like he is. Now, when you draft a guy in the 100s, Right, we're talking about late third round with a comp pick. Maybe you say, Well, he has all this athletic ability, he ran a four-three-seven. We could teach him to play off coverage and where his eyes should be. And okay. And if you're gonna do that, there's gonna be some ups and downs, and you're gonna have to kind of live with the ups and downs with him kind of developing into the corner that you want him to be. But he is a press man guy. All right. Now I see this here. As Chad said, we tried to press but he got ringed up for two illegal hands no that was not press that was a reroute from playing cover 2 that was cover 2 you come off i i re i reroute you to force you inside because it's zone it's zone he pressed he passed off and he let him go into his zone but it's not that's not like press man to man it's different All right, we're talking about him rerouting a guy and sinking into like a cover two zone. All right. Uh, Hold on. When he did press, he got burnt. When, When? When did, now again, and I'm Travis. I appreciate the comment. I'm not challenging you or saying you're wrong. What I'm saying is, what play did he get burnt from press? Because the two touchdowns that I saw, Okay, and maybe I saw it wrong, but the two touchdowns I saw, both were off coverage. One, one was off coverage, and he was man to man, really kind of both of them. He was playing off coverage, and he's not an off coverage guy. He's not. He's a press man guy. But one was a slant and go. That was from off coverage. And the other one where he uh, chased Dove, that was like eight yards out. That was off coverage. So, you know, I mean,
1: I'm
0: I'm I'm not I'm not saying that he played great. Yes, he was a liability. I saw certain times where you know he you could tell with his eyes maybe a little bit unsure of you know squeezing routes. So one thing, and you guys probably know this, but if you don't, you know, in in coverages in zones, all right, in in cover two, all right, you have your your key. Are right, there something that I like to call your your act, all right, your act. Your act is your A-A-K-T, all right? And you need to know your act before you line up, every time before you line up, all right? So your act, assignment, alignment, your keys, your technique, all right? Again, I'll say it again. You need to know your act every time you line up. Assignment, alignment, key, technique, all right? Now, the last part is key, right? The The, the key and the technique. So from off coverage, we have to know, okay, what, what, what am I keying? What technique am I using? All right. So 49ers ran a lot of cover two, a lot of too high to eliminate the D ball. For most of the game, they did a really good job. Uh, Bengals definitely made some adjustments in the second half and started exposing it. I think D'Amico Ryans, who I thought did a good job for the majority, at least his original game plan, he wasn't able to adjust. But a lot of it's probably because of who he has out there at corner. But anyways, um, they started attacking the whole shots and running those uh, those corner routes into that whole area. So if I'm Ambry Thomas, okay, what's my key? And here's another thing, you got pressure key, visual key. All right, so you got two keys, pressure key, visual key. The guy in front of me, probably my pressure key. So when you see him, even in cover two, reroute Jamar Chase, all right, I'm gonna reroute him, I'm gonna get hands on, even, oh man, slipped up, hit the hand of the helmet, they call legal contact, took away an interception, took away a sack, terrible plays. But I'm gonna, this is my pressure key. The guy in front of me, Boom, hands on. Okay, I can read two. All right, how much do I sink? What Ambry Thomas looked like? He needed to get comfortable with is rerouting, still reading two, and understanding the what do I give up the underneath because they're gonna to try to high low them, and they did a good job of high lowing them deep. Some of those things might come with reps. He might improve. All right, now here, here is here is my other thing. All right, here's my other thing. So again. Just to kind of recap on Ambry Thomas. I never viewed him as an off-coverage guy. And maybe they want to develop him into that. But if that's how they're going to play him right now, he's going to have ups and downs because he's not that. At Michigan, he played most of his snaps. Press man. It was very rare you saw him off. All right. So you guys got first. I want you guys to understand who Ambry Thomas is. He was a press man corner. 49ers play him off zone all game. That's not really who he was. So let's get that out the way first. All right. Now, again, I'm not defending his performance. I'm just telling you what it is, the real, all right? Now, here's my other thing. It's not its not as simple as draft a corner high. Put more, oh, well, we got to draft a corner second round, got to draft a corner high first round, whatever. It's, it's really not that simple, okay? So I want to pull up some notes for you guys, some things I pulled up on my phone, all right? So I'm going to go through a couple guys here. All right, so look at some numbers. Devontae Adams. Now, this is when you start kind of realizing good, good on good or what happens when you face good receivers. Devontae Adams last night playing against the Chicago Bears had 10 catches for 121 yards and two touchdowns. One of those touchdowns was on Jalen Johnson, cornerback
1: out of out of Utah. He whooped Jalen Johnson. I mean, destroyed him at the line of scrimmage. Matter of fact,
0: let me show you guys the play. All right, because I did post it last night. So I'm going to show you the play.
1: All right. Oh, um. I'm going to show you guys this play. So right here. Devontae Adams whoops Jalen Johnson. All right, let's watch
0: it again. Here he goes. He comes off. Jalen Johnson whoops him, right? Almost makes him fall. Now, here's the thing. Jalen Johnson is hella good. I think he's a good cornerback. Matter of fact, he's better than I thought he was going to be when he was coming out of college. All right, now... I can critique it, all right? I'm going to walk you guys through it. This is how I will coach up Jalen Johnson. One, you're at the goal line. Most receivers, they want to break off their route right around the goal line. So, if I'm Jalen Johnson, one, if you're going to take away something, this right here is telling me he wants to take away something, run something. So, if you're going to take away inside, take away inside and get ready to run to the fade. He's taking away something, running something. All right, now, here he goes. The play is about to start. You can't back out because the receiver Wants to break off his route around the goal line. So whether he's gonna go fade, it's gonna be he's gonna put his foot in the ground and go fade right around the goal line. If he wants to run an out route here, he's gonna put his foot in the ground right around the goal line. If he wants to run a slant, he's gonna put his foot in the ground right around the goal line. Let's see where he put his foot in the ground. Uh, right around the goal line. So you can't give that ground. So what do you want to do? You want to dictate the space. If you're the cornerback, I want to dictate the space. I'm not giving him this. I'm gonna get hands-on and I'm gonna ride you wherever you go, whether it's in or out. All right. So these are just coaching points. But I'm telling you, most times guys get beat on the goal line is because you start to play in the end zone. You gotta make contact uh before the end zone and you dictate the route depth as a cornerback. All right, but so that I could teach him, I can coach him up on that. All right, you got whipped, you almost fell. Jalen Johnson was a good cornerback. He's had he's had a really he had a really good rookie year, really good, right? But sometimes a motherfucker like Devontae Adams is just better than you. It might not matter where you draft him. Devontae Adams is going to get his 10 receptions for 121 yards and two touchdowns. He's going to get it. Okay, the game before that, they play L.A. I don't know if it's L.A. Rams or if it's L.A. Chargers. What is L.A.? Let's say it's the Rams. Well, guess who they have? They have Jalen Ramsey. And did it matter? No, because he had eight catches for 104 yards. Let's talk about the game before that. Minnesota, they drafted several first-round uh corners uh in the, over the last couple of years, right? Several first-round corners, second-round corners, third-round corners, all that. Seven catches, 115 yards, two tugs. Seattle, seven for 70. I mean, you know, Cincinnati, the same Cincinnati Bengals team, the 49ers play, who just signed a to a decent contract, 11 for 206. Um, Detroit, they had the number one top five pick cornerback, whatever, eight for 121. Good when you're good, it, it the receivers are good. All right, receivers are good. Now, let's go to some other guys Justin Jefferson. All right, Justin Jefferson against Detroit, 11 for 182. All right, against Green Bay, Green Bay has a legit corner over there, right. And we're talking about Eric Stokes. They just drafted Eric Stokes first round. This is for y'all who say, oh, just draft a corner. Okay, Eric Stokes, first round corner. I think he's playing well. Well, guess what? Justin Jefferson had eight for 169 against them. Eight catches for 169 yards, all right? Like L.A. Chargers, all right? Let's say L.A. Chargers, right? Everybody wants, everybody... You're 49ers. You're getting beat because you didn't draft Asante Samuel Jr. All right. We didn't draft Asante Samuel Jr. But guess what? Justin Jefferson in the LA Chargers. I don't know if Asante Samuel Jr. was guard him or whatever. Nine catches for 143 yards for Justin Jefferson. Good receivers win. All right. I can really keep going on and on with this. Let's go to one more guy. Who's this next guy? T. Higgins. Top of the second round pick out of Cincinnati, all right? He had 114 against the Niners. Oh, damn. He had 114 yards. Our corners suck. They're terrible. Well, he just played LA Chargers. I just talked about what Justin Jefferson did, right? They had Asante Samuel. Oh, he just had like nine
1: catches, 138 yards. But they invested in the corner high. Played against Pittsburgh, 114.
0: I mean, you know, Jamar Chase, let's talk about it. Well, you know what? Because I didn't even, even, even pull his numbers up. All right, hold on. Hold on. And I'm going to tell you guys where I'm going with this. All right? So Jamar Chase, he had five for 77 against the Niners, two tugs. Okay. Baltimore. They've poured a lot of resources into the cornerback position. Baltimore has. They have Marlon Humphrey. Marlon Humphrey is one of the best corners in the NFL. Marlon Humphrey's one of the best, right? Oh, Jamar Chase, eight catches, 201 yards, a touchdown. Marlon Humphrey's one of the best in the league. Jamar Chase ate his I mean, he ate his breakfast. He ate his lunch. He ate his dinner. He had 200 yards. Green Bay, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase versus Green Bay. With Jair Alexander out there, with Eric Stokes out there, first-round pick. I don't know. I like six for 159. I like six for 159 in a tug.
1: Like, what y'all got to understand Jamar Chase is better than Ambry Thomas. He's better than him. Jamar Chase is better than anybody
0: in 49ers have, to go, like, that could guard him. And what, I'm, what I want to say here, again, because you see Green Bay, they got Jair Alexander, one of the best corners in the league. They got, um, they got uh, Eric Stokes. He's a first-round pick. Drafting the corner high does not equate to shutting down the receiver. It does not. Again, first-round corner out there, really two first-round corners because Jair and Eric Stokes were first-round corners. It didn't matter. Jamar Chase had 159 yards and, 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 and six catches. You know what I'm saying? So, what's the best way to go about it? Play Embry Thomas and develop him and get him going. Because for whatever reason, everybody thinks the magic thing is just a draft or corner high. That ain't it. That's not it. You gotta develop these guys. And within develop them, there's gonna be ups and downs. Now, what I would tell the 49ers about Ambry Thomas, he's a press. He's a press man guy. So if you're going to play him off, you're going to live with some of the stuff we saw yesterday. every Thomas was a press man guy at Michigan. He lined up primarily in press. He's a press man guy. Off coverage, he went off coverage 98% of the time last game. That's not who Emory Thomas is, and maybe that's why he hasn't been playing. They want to develop that other aspect of his game. Sure, but within doing that, there's going to be ups and downs. But nothing happened to him that has not happened to the great corners that have guarded Cincinnati's receivers or – Justin Jefferson or any other good receivers in the league, they eat regardless. Making good points, crowd, good right receiver, beating good corners. The game is designed for the offense to win. Now again, I'm not saying you have to be hopeless, but what I'm saying is it's not as simple as just draft a corner high or oh, 49 corner is just bad. These guys are eating. They're eating. So you could say, well, get a corner. So what happened? So Justin Jefferson, so Jamar Chase getting five catches for seventy-seven yards and two touchdowns doesn't happen. Get a good corner, but well, what happens when you have Martin Humphrey get eight up for two hundred yards and he's one of the best corners in the league? Appreciate the contribution. That's just my perspective. Now again, I don't want to come off as if I know it all or I whatever. I'm. This is just me giving you guys what I how I see the game. Alright, so um, I definitely went a lot longer talking than I expected to. Here's your guys' time to come in. I appreciate you guys uh, in the chat, everybody giving their feedback. I probably could have went this whole time just talking and answering questions in here, but I'm bringing you guys on to talk. That's one of my favorite parts about this. If you haven't already, if you like this show, hit the like button, subscribe button. I'm going to keep you the buck. I'm going to keep you the buck. If it were me, I'm a corner. I play cornerback. I played cornerback. I would not prioritize cornerback. I would prioritize pass rush. It's almost impossible to guard guys the way that the games are being called. It's almost impossible with how good some of these receivers are in space. If it were me, I'm prioritizing pass rush. I'm drafting that. I'll put some resources into the secondary, of course, but I don't know if my approach would be that much different than what we've seen from the 49ers. And I don't think it's as simple as just, well, Amber Thomas gave up, you know, stuff to Jamar Chase, get him out of there. When, are you going to say the same thing to Marlon Humphrey and everybody else that Jamar Chase to Jair Alexander and Eric Stokes and Eric Stokes getting beat by uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins for a 70-yard touchdown or whatever that is, shit happens, man. It's tough. It's not as simple as just, we'll just draft a guy or just put more resources there. They put resources there.
1: Get that pass rush right. Chris, you're on. What's good, bro? What's good? What's up, Crop? How's it going? Oh, good, good, good. How you doing, man? Croc, you hear me? Yeah. Can you can you hear me? Croc, can you hear me? Can you, hold on. Maybe it was you.
0: We're, we're gonna see if it's if it's him. Cause for whatever reason he couldn't hear me. Let's go with Matt. Matt, can you hear me?
2: Oh yeah, I can hear you, Croc. What's going on, bro? Good morning to you, man.
0: Oh, uh, good morning. How you doing, man?
2: Oh yeah, man. I'm good. I'm doing great, man. We got that tough win last night on the road, man. And man, like I said, it was—it's a lot of stuff we could, uh, you know, take away from this game, man. But this was a big win. We should be happy, man, for this win. I know, you know, we could criticize Jimmy and a bunch of stuff, but like I said, any win on the road is a good win to me, no matter how we got it. We got the job done. Is uh, next back at home, we play Atlanta, man. Let's get it, man. Yep. You know, that's
0: gonna be a big time game. That's gonna be definitely. I'd say every game from here on out is a playoff game for the 49ers as far as seating goes and kind of really trying to potentially overtake the Rams for yeah, that fifth spot. And the Rams play tonight. I can't wait to watch that game. Rams play tonight. Big game against the Arizona Cardinals. I'm pretty sure we'll all be tuned into that. We're we're exactly. rooting for the Cardinals tonight.
2: Exactly, bro. And and um I want my game balls. I want I want to give my game ball, of course, to George Kittle man for going out there. Balling out, doing this thing. You already know Brandon you, man. Sh- showing is showing his Moxie, man. That's what I'm talking about right there. A great team win, man. I'm happy. I said we was gonna put it on them cats, man. And that's what we did, man. I had the confidence and we came through, man. For real.
0: Hey, somebody said you sound like Rick Ross, and I can't unhear you. You want to say something. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on, man. I'm gonna get the next caller on.
2: All right, crack man, take it easy,
0: man. All right, all right. He for sure, he for show sure sounds just like Rick Ross. All right, here we go, Chris. Can you hear? Can you? We heard you and they heard me and you, but you couldn't hear me, so can you hear me now?
3: No, I, I could hear you. I think I was delayed. That's why.
0: Oh, okay. You're not delayed now.
3: All right, what's up, crack? How's it going?
0: It's going good. I know you have some because you, I saw you earlier say send the link, so I know you got something on your mind.
1: Oh, I, I mean
3: a little bit. I, I, I like that master class that you put on teaching that whole corner stuff and teaching them about alignment, assignment technique, all of that. That that's uh I, I would say um <laughs> that that was some free game they that they got. They don't they don't really know what you was teach you was really teaching some real football to them.
0: Yeah, you know. But you know, every once in a while I gotta I gotta get in my bag a little bit. <laughs>
3: But I, I first want to say uh, rest in peace to uh, Dante Johnson's mom.
0: Yeah.
3: Uh, she passed away from a heart, heart attack, and that's the reason why he didn't play. And I think, yeah. you know, how you usually would tell us, like the Niners don't expect to have their third or fourth or fifth or sixth corner playing. Every Thomas technically wasn't supposed to be out there yesterday. Should have been Dante Johnson or really even Emmanuel Mosley but injuries happen and so he he just had to they had to put him out there
0: i and have I, a little pushback appreciate...
3: on that or put, okay pushback
0: all right so and shout out to my mom in, in in the chat y'all see my mom right there uh so everybody feels like the 49ers have not addressed the cornerback position right and they're like well 49ers put all their eggs in the basket of Jason Verrett staying healthy throughout the season and i'm here to tell you that was that wasn't the case. Now, obviously, every team goes into the season and they have two starters in mind. Now, after Verrett, everybody feels – most people feel like Fortnite didn't do a good enough job addressing the cornerback position. But my pushback on that is they drafted two cornerbacks. So, okay, we got Manuel Mosley, we got Jason Verrett. And we have these two corners. So, if something happens, we want Ambry Thomas to be able to come in. I think where the issue is is that Ambry Thomas came in – was not ready to play. So, that's that's yeah. where the problem was. So, it wasn't so much oh, that yeah, they no. – put all their eggs in one basket. So with you saying, well, he's, you know, fifth, sixth corner or whatever, I don't think that was, that's not the plan before the season started The plan or the goal was to have a guy like uh Ambry Thomas be ready in case one of these guys go down and then, okay, we got our long-term uh corner there with the high upside, high ability and things like that. He's just not ready to play the style of football that they want him to play. So he hasn't been able to play. So that's kind of, that's my kind of my thing on okay
3: that. yeah that that, that makes 100 percent sense and uh, i want to say shout out to D'Amico ryan's i thought the defense played great for like you said jimmy uh was bad 3.8 quarters uh D'Amico ryan's defense was good for the 3.8 quarters of the game and uh i, I think we shut down that run game and i don't think people know, but the last five games, our run defense has allowed, what, 3.4 yards per carry. And a lot of it has to do with Arc Armstead being put on the inside. And since putting him on the inside, our run defense has been stout. You look at the last five games, teams struggling to run the ball against us. And then I, I want to uh, uh, give a major shout-out to the special teams. I right. thought the special teams played well. Even if the uh it was unforced errors, they were there. They got the uh recovery. Now uh, just like just like high just like people was calling for high tower for fumbles that he didn't, you know, he didn't fumble the ball. <laughs> he he didn't do that. But hey, so if we're going if we're going to give credit, if we want to, you know, give credit to him and say fire him, you know, for uh Benjamin fumbling, well, credit to him for his special teams recovering two fumbles. right, And then uh, we even had a nice hit. And, and the thing is, this is how you know who's a good coach. He took accountability this week. And then he said, I even implemented new things for the special teams to work on so we could be better. And, man, they were really good yesterday. Yeah. And then I wanted to say uh, I feel like Joe Burrow was the best quarterback on the field but Jimmy G made the clutch drive. And I also think that uh, Bosa helped that as well, because if you see on that final in that drive in overtime, it was a Bosa sack that uh, stopped that, you know, Burrell from scoring a touchdown. And so it gave us an opportunity to go down and score the touchdown and making them only uh, get three. So Shout out to Nick Bosa, possible defensive player of the year. Him and Michael Parsons are going to be ballad- battling it out. Yeah. And uh, I also want to say Joe Burrow is just different yesterday. He was different. He had like you say, like you say, they they make plays too. They get paid to make plays too. Uh, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, they had, they, they made plays yesterday. Andy yeah. Higgins, they they made plays yesterday. Matter of fact, that. How, what did what did you see on that one where he was in the end zone? Uh Hufunga came to him and then he just ah, 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 got off of him and then came back. Like he was playing uh it's a scramble like drill, it was, it was... it's
0: it's almost impossible. You just need your pass rush to get there. Scramble drills, especially when they start running around, because there's no like there the receiver doesn't even know where he's at. He's just I just need to get open. So for a defensive back, especially is sometimes if you have your back to the quarterback, you don't know where he's at. It's just extremely difficult, but you can't get your eyes to the quarterback because then you'll lose the receiver. So uh scramble drills just tough. I mean, I chalked that up to like you know, ideally, there was an edge rusher that was on the ground. If that edge rusher wasn't on the ground and he was up, he would have sealed off that edge and, and Burrow wouldn't have been able to get out the pocket to make a play. So that's what that was. That was that was just tough. Need your D-line to just get there.
1: Yeah.
3: I thought I thought that was it was a great throw by Burrow. Yeah, I mean, I just overall I, I, I'm happy for the win. I'm happy uh, that Jimmy G got it going in the second half. And I wanted to ask you this. In the second half, Jimmy G was sacked four times. Mm-hmm. And most of those were drive killers for us in the second half. Now, do you put that a- fault on him? Do you put the fault on the offensive line? Where does the go- Where does the fault go to in the second half? Because we put up three points in the second half. First uh, possession, we got a field goal second possession we was sacked he was sacked on third and uh, first and third down uh third possession he was sacked on uh, i believe sec uh third down and then fourth possession he was sacked on second down we completed a, a eight yards on third down and uh you know uh, Shanahan kicked it and then you know the fifth drive was the uh field goal miss so what do you who do you put those sacks on
1: Oh, the offensive line.
0: The offensive line, because one, there were times where I saw like uh, Compton or somebody get beat, right? But, or whoever was out there at right tackle. But my thing is, Jimmy is who he is. He's, we know he wants to play in rhythm. We know he's not really going to move around a whole lot, right? Now, there will be the times where he does move around. And when you see that, it's like, oh yeah, good job, Jimmy. But more times than not, he wants to throw in rhythm and sometimes he kind of becomes a statue. So knowing that, I don't expect him to go above and beyond and all of a sudden turn into Michael Vick in the pocket. So I'm going to put it a little bit more on the offensive line. Can your quarterback help you? Yes, but that's not who Jimmy Garoppolo is. So I'm going to put those on, on, on the O-line. Now, when you look at the bigger scrams, grand scheme of thing and how the whole have played out, you would like, at some point, it's like, okay, these are the circumstances, but Jimmy, I just need you to make a play. And that ain't happened.
3: That's fair. That's fair. All right, Crock, thank you so much.
0: All right, appreciate you coming on. All right. Shout out to my mom. And, 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 and that's really sad news for Dante Johnson, uh, losing his parent. My mom's on here. And uh, my mom would tell you, I remember when I was with the New York Jets, and I was in New York. Um, I just spent the spent the night in Times Square. And uh, I get a call at 8 a.m. And it's my mom. And I know 8 a.m. East Coast time, that's 5 a.m. Pacific. So I'm like, you know, why why my mom calling me? You know what I'm saying? And I, you know, I pick up the phone, my mom called me. And I just hear it in their voice. And in my head, I'm just like, you know, she's like, man, I don't even know how to tell you this. And I'm just thinking like, and my grandpa died. Like, you know what I'm saying? And because one of my grandpas was sick at that time. He actually lasted a few more years. But my mom called me and told me my dad died. And that was the hardest phone call I've ever had. You know what I'm saying? And for a while, for a good amount of time, football just was not important to me. It just wasn't important to me. So, you know, prayers up to Dante Johnson, and, you know, I know what it feels like to lose a parent, and it's tough, especially one that's your best friend. My dad, he was my best friend. We we talk every day. And when I would fly into California, I would go stay at my dad's house on the couch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm in the NFL. Like, i fly home, stay on my dad's couch. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but uh, so, you know, prayers up to Dante Johnson losing a, a parent I understand, you know how that how that is. So, uh, yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Here we go again to chat. I see some people in here. Uh, Some of the callers. Here we go. We got Logan. Logan's been in here for a while. Logan, what's good, man? How you doing?
4: I'm doing good. Croc, how you doing?
0: Oh man, I'm 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 awesome. (laughs) awesome. Same here. It's always
4: awesome. Oh, I mean. I'm losing my voice from yelling at my phone last night watching the game. I don't know if you can hear it, but uh, yeah, uh, the game was good. It was like they're taking years off my life watching this team. It is, really is, dude. But uh, um, what's with Jimmy? You think it's just a mental thing when he gets backed into a corner? And he's like, "Hey, I actually have to play some good football now," you know? Because it's like what the past three weeks almost. It's just like final drive, he looks like a completely different dude, and it's just it's it's just weird to see.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, Jimmy, he he gets in these kind of uh, clutch modes. I think he just has like this clutch gene to him, and again, I compared it to Tony Romo, right, where people, if you watch Tony Romo for a lot of games, you'd be like, man, this quarterback's not good, but then Tony Romo would do some things late in the game that result in a win. Now, and I talked about it with Jimmy G, and same thing with Tony Romo, it's tough because It's like, you got us in this position. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden, like, you do, you know, good enough to get us out of this situation and a result to a win. So, you know, ideally the same way that Tony Romo and the Cowboys, when they were really good, they leaned on that run game. They played good defense. Romo didn't have to do a whole lot. Uh, I think that's ideally how you want Jimmy Garoppolo to play as well because both of those guys, if they start to have to throw the ball a little too much, they start to be turnover prone. And I said it earlier, and this was before we had 300 of y'all in here, the 49ers were dropped Jesse – or Jimmy Grop – the 49ers were dropped Jesse Bates' interception yeah, yeah. away from, from seeing Trey Lance next week because yeah, it, was it was just, just uh, not that good. But then it's like, whoa, there it is. All right, Jimmy, well, let's go. And, and you and you win the game, and and um, Jimmy lives to, to fight another day. But and, – and, you know, potentially, obviously, we don't want to keep having the same conversation every week. But I do I, yeah, know for it's most it's of that game, I was watching Groundhog's the game day. like – I was like, this dude, sorry. You know what I'm saying? And then he comes to you in the clutch, and it's like, well, that's why you play him, because he does give you the best chance to do stuff like that.
4: Yeah, exactly. Um, also, Nick Bosa has to be in contention for defensive player year and comeback player of the year. I mean, Dak is probably going to get comeback, but I guess uh, – but he's got to be right up there. The dude's a beast.
0: Yeah, you know, the tough thing is with comeback player of the year, and Dak, I think it's because of the visual of it. You see his foot – Pointed sideways, and it's just yeah. like, golly. So to come back from that and do well, like, yeah, you got to give it to him, especially a quarterback position. But an ACL, it's probably harder to come back from just a broken – like, because a broken leg, I mean, the bone heels, and then you're out there. Like, ACL, that's actually a little bit tougher to come back from. It's a, it takes longer and all that. So uh Dak might get it because of the visual, but I do think that what Nick Bosa is doing is actually – a little bit more impressive, especially considering the position that he plays, which everything is predicated on using his legs. You know that you know to the athleticism. You know that you know the impact against another guy over and over, as opposed to a quarterback who drops back and you know has to move here and there, but definitely doesn't take as much of a pounding.
4: Yeah. All right. Last thing. Um, what's your feeling of Robbie Gold? What's his contract look like? Are we bringing him back next year? Because I don't feel confident with him going out like on the game with these games on the line. He missed a regular um, extra point last week, which actually came up big at the end of the game if we would have scored. And this week he missed a game winner. It's just like, uh, do we trust this guy still or what?
0: You know, it's tough. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you have to write it out, especially this year. Moving forward, we'll see if they move on from him. He's coming down to, like, kind of, you know, the end of his career, I'm sure. But, you know, right now, you just kind of live with it. And like they said, I think they kind of jinxed him on that last drive. They said that he had made, like, 30 straight game They said winning it, like, or... 10
4: times. I'm like, shut yeah, your you know, mouth. Let like, the man like pick the, the ball. My guy the next day. Come he misses, so. <laughs> but, We'll blame, right, we'll blame
0: the announcers on that. But, yeah, I appreciate you coming on, Logan.
4: Take it easy, brother.
0: All right. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Here we go, here we go. Got some familiar faces in here right now. My guy, Darius. Darius, what's good with you, big dog?
5: Jump in, jump in, jump in, jump in, jump in, jump in. I just seen Brandon A.U. fly out the country. Huh? <laughs> that man jumped three yards out, bruh, and got that TD. I love him for that, man. He took
0: an a little a
5: Jimmy dump off and stretched it. Yeah, man. Um... Chris had already said a lot of the points I wanted to get at, so I'm going to take it another angle. Uh, earlier, I said Jimmy G, he has showed us a lot of heart. On that super chat, I said he showed us a lot of heart. Yeah. Only because, you know, last week it was the same scenario, you know, game-winning drive, and he got down there on the goal line and um, he kind of just sputtered out, you know what I mean? Like, he wasn't putting his – he wasn't planting his foot on the throws. Like, he just looked like he wasn't really trying, man. And it's like what really killed me was – when they batted the ball down, like it was, it was too easy for him. It was too easy for him. So this 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 game that just that we just won, I seen him. Even when he almost threw that pick, like it didn't it didn't um, it didn't flutter him, man. He stayed, he stayed, in one piece as Jimmy could be. You know what I'm saying? Because Jimmy, he when when the, when the pressure get on him, he kind of buckles, man. Like he he was 27 for 41. Like that's 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 bad. But we won and. It's just, Shout out to everybody. The special teams, they did their thing. Um, defense, the first half, they, they looked great, man. Like, um, you know, I think everybody played played great. Bosa did his stuff, like always. Uh the game ball for me personally goes to the punt returner for Cincinnati. He gets the game ball. Without him, this <laughs> wouldn't have, we wouldn't be talking like this. You know what I'm saying? Um
0: and that's my also thing. Said, so, real yeah. quick, Darius. So, when I look at the games, I look at it in a sense of what – I don't look at it as an individual game, unless it's a one-off type situation, right? And what I mean right. by that is when when I I look at the game in a sense of what we want the 49ers to be, right? So, like, what are, what are our expectations as a team and what is that supposed to look like? So, that's how I watch the game. Now, no team goes – through a season without adversity. So if you play a game like that where it's like, man, we might not have won that game without the punter or the punt returner fumbling balls, right? Like, it would have probably looked different. Maybe the 49ers would have lost, but, hey, oh, well, he did it. 49ers reap the benefits of it, and we won in a (laughs) tight one. If if that was a game that was kind of not what the 49ers need to win games on a consistent basis, that would be one thing. But my issue is when I watch a game like that, like – like unless everything is going perfect the 49ers need that to win so I, I i look at this team through a different lens because i don't i don't think it's like you can't count right. on that every week just like the you know 40 plus rushes in a three-game winning streak it's like well you can't really count on that you know what i'm saying so like at some They're point like we need to find out who the 49ers are 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 you a good team or are you a bad team and right now I think because we're still kind of questioning this this far into the season after 13 games, I you know I have to lean more towards the 49ers are just kind of they're kind of just average. You know what I'm saying? And that's
5: kind of how we started the season off. It's like if you look at it, like this whole season has just been weird. It's just been up and down. It's it's drama with this quarterback situation. It's is Kyle with his with his BS? You know, oh he's in the doghouse. Oh he's not. And it's like. That's one thing I'm tired of too is, is Kyle and who he thinks should play and who shouldn't like his, 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 um his eye for talent is kind of jaded, man. Cause it's like, I, I feel like Jenna should have been playing. Like, how'd you, ha- how, how do you have a uh, Sanu and Richie James over this dude, man? This dude, to me, he was a baller. When he played for, with Dobbs and, uh, and, and Tennessee, I used to watch him play for the Volunteers. I liked him. I thought he was a baller. So when we got him, I was juiced and, I think it's now just coming into fruition, you know what I'm saying? And we look at the running back situation. We're hurting for Trey Lance. Uh, not my bad. We're hurting for uh Trey Sermon and Trey Lance. Really, shit. I didn't. I didn't mess up there. But um, we're hurting for Trey Sermon right now. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, I don't know, man. Kyle, he be killing me with that, man. Like you have to really. It's like almost like you know, like a, like a like a fraternity. Like you got to go through all these. Rituals and and whatnot, man. You got to go through the, the test of fire just to to prove you can get on the field and play. And it's like, get out of here with that. And on the last thing I wanted to ask you though, because I I, I wrote another super chat as well. Um, I said that Lafanga and um, Amber Thomas they kept getting whooped, but at post corner route, I remember Teddy Bruski had brung it up, and I was hoping like, damn, I hope the uh, I hope the physical coach didn't hear that. And next thing you <laughs> know, they started popping that thing but yeah. they did it like three three times, you know what I'm saying? One of them was a touchdown. So I'm just like, what is it about that that route to where like the, the coverage wasn't there? I don't want to just get on them and say, oh, they're they're trash and yada, yada, yada. Even though I do feel like Hafenga is not the best coverage safety, I feel like he should be a robber or something. He should be more like maybe cover three or – because he stopped that run. I love him for that. I love him how he, he plays the run, and I love how like he brings that that energy that, that we need that, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not mad at him for that, but – the coverage like why is it that one route it was doing them like that did, what did you see i want to know
0: it's from just, a, a it's real it's a whole shot and it depends if a team knows like there's okay so there's beaters to every coverage are there's beaters to every coverage and if a team knows that this this other team is just sitting in cover 2 then they're going to run all their two beaters so they okay. start running two beaters and mm-hmm. you know that's just it puts the corner and the safety in conflict
5: right so you're saying so you're saying basically somebody already Attracts the thing is attention So he's kind of looking there and not really Knowing that and there's the somebody else attention. Right okay alright I'm with you on that okay so it's kind of like a Kind of like a um, like Somebody out there for bait and They're, they're biting on the bait And then one last thing man, before I get up out of here Man don't you ever get on here capping for the net I better not ever hear you talking about You did something to please us man Because I'm on here to hear the truth Especially I from know, somebody that but- really lived it Nah, 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 man. I, nah, I know I
0: you
1: Okay. Right, you're nah, right here.
5: We, this, we keep come on, man. Listen, bro. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, Proc. I ain't gonna put it all out there. You from Valverde, bro. I know about the NS. Come on, man. Don't don't do that, man. we, okay. we some real yeah. ones out here, man. We're yeah. we some real ones out here, man. We're not Hollywood. Yeah. You feel me? You get on here and yeah. you speak that truth, bro. Because out of everybody that's doing this, what you're doing, I rock with you the most, man. I don't care what's going on. i because I was a Grant Cone fan for a long time, but when I see your notification come up, oh, I'm out of here. I got to go out, I, I got to get the realness because I love it. I love how your, your your perception of the game, I love how you could you could tell us things like you just you just gave us some game on what's really going on on that field, you know what I'm saying? It ain't just no I think this or, you know what I mean, it could be that. It's like you kind of like really know something, and it's like yeah, you got to give us the real every time, man. Don't, don't give us no pumped up fake stuff, man.
0: Yeah, I got you. I got but you. I, love your I got show, you. Bro. That's on me. I, I lost my whip, way man. for a second. <laughs> I lost my way for a second, but I, I came back. I bounced back. <laughs>
5: That's right, bro. All, right. All, the, all, all the time, man. All the time. Yeah. All right, bro. All
0: right. Appreciate you, big dog. <sighs> all right, here we go. Next guy. Yeah. My guy Dion. Dion, what's good with you, boy? Oh, hold on, real quick. Lose. Hold on. I gotta, I gotta oh. get to this before I forget. Yeah. Uh, they got that, they got that on Tart and Hufunga and Ward once. Yeah. So the whole shots. So defense, especially when you're playing a too high, obviously it's kind of a bracket too high shell. Now it depends on if it's, uh, hold on real quick. I'm gonna bring you back on, but it depends on if, uh, you know, is it a cover two, is it a pure two, or is it two man? So it's, you know, it's different. Now every coverage has its beaters. So if a team knows that we're going to be doing a certain thing, which the 49ers ran so much cover to, at some point they're like, okay, we're going to start running our beaters, whether it's guys up the seam in the middle of the field, different things to kind of hold the safety from being able to get over, right, just things to make it to where they can't commit to one thing and hit some hole shots. So uh, the Bengals did a really good job of taking advantage of that in the second half. So that that was what we saw with that. And it, it really puts a lot of stress and conflict on the, the safeties a ton. A ton. It makes it hard on the safeties when you do that. And part of that is, you know, the, the, the coach's hands being tied with how he feels like he can play this game. And, and I talked about it. I figured they would run more too high when you're going against a Jamar Chase and T Higgins, but I thought they would play more man with it too high. Because one thing about Jamar Chase, where he struggles, is that getting that separation right now, winning underneath, and catching a lot of those passes. So I'm going to take away that have guys be able to undercut routes, have a safety over the top and play that way. I thought they would go more with that. They actually went more with a true cover two, And that leaves a lot more like room for error. So that was kind of my thing, I, especially when you have Ambry Thomas out there, I would have had him press. So <clears throat> uh, another contribution here real quick. The secondary sucks brother, the corners, your position. Uh, Okay.
1: <laughs> I I, I've
0: talked to you guys about the secondary. I mean, I'm I'm giving y'all all the game that I got on it and different things that put guys in conflict and, and how it struggled, but not just the 49ers. I mean the entire league. I put the numbers that Jamar Chase had against the Niners as opposed to other teams and what that looked like. Uh T Higgins, he's coming off of three straight hundred-plus yard games. Everybody wanted it saute Samuel. He's been on the field when guys are getting cooked by receivers. Like, I don't I don't know what else to tell y'all. It is what it is, secondary. Definitely played well enough to win. Uh, At some point, Jamar Chase, good receivers are going to get theirs. Devontae Adams, he ate up guys last night. That is going to happen. I got another contribution here. Uh, One of them, Thomas didn't get enough depth, and Burrow dropped dimes. Yeah, so if you see a corner, Thomas not get depth. So two things here. One, he's a rookie. He hasn't been in this uh, position live. So maybe he will look at that game and say, all right, On this right here, when two goes away, I can sink more. Or if one goes away right now or sits, I can sink more underneath two to make that whole shot harder or potentially rob it, all right? But those are things that uh, Thomas is going to have to learn, and that comes with playing time and experience. So let him play through it. Let him understand what he can, can't do. And then, yeah, in, in in the grand scheme of things, in the process, the 49ers were able to get a win. So it's like you get a win, okay, we got beat on these things. All right, let's address it. How can we make the adjustments? And then you see if he fixes those type of mistakes in the next game. Now playing against Atlanta, you're going to guard them different. Then you're going to guard Jamar chasing those guys. I would ideally think that you're going to see a lot more less uh, too high, more single high. Uh, they don't have really playing or is Ridley back. We'll see if he's back. He's been out. Uh, but they don't have the guys on the outside that can beat you vertically. So I don't think you'll see as much too high shell against the Atlanta Falcons. All right. Back to my guy, Dion. Dion, what's good with you?
6: I'm chilling. Good morning, Crocky. What's going on, brother?
0: Good morning. Good morning.
6: Hey, man, that that was a – man, I, I agree. I forget who it was that said it, bro. I'm losing years of my life watching these games, man. He, did, yeah. <laughs> he put my ass on edge. I'm sitting here like, come on. And you're right, man, that we were an interception away from that game being over. If he doesn't drop that interception, the way you, the way I saw it, he in stride and he to the house.
0: He oh, gone. Hold on, hold on. So because there's two things here, like you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like I don't I don't, wanna, I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to speak in hindsight in the sense of well if he throws the interception it's probably going to the house and the 49ers lose because he did drop it. But my my thing was not just that play. It was everything that led everything. up to that play, which was telling me that it was a bad performance, right? Oh, so no, when, I was, when you look yeah, at that I was, I... game, up up until that moment, and if you would have threw that pick six, Jimmy Garoppolo had a terrible game. Now, oh, yeah. everything that transpired after that led to Jimmy Garoppolo having an excellent game and being a hero. And that being like, oh, okay, like, well, that's why Jimmy plays. He gives us the best chance to win because he could do things like this, but... It that almost that almost was not the case, not in, in, in the sense of hindsight, but looking at the totality, like the, the game as a whole. As a whole, if that interception, like let's say Jimmy Garoppolo played well all game, but then threw that pick six. It, that would be one thing where it's like, well, damn, he played good all game, all right, but they threw a pick six. Jimmy was bad throughout the game. And if he would have threw that pick six, that would have been tough. But he he got the drop pick. And then after that, I thought Jimmy played lights out. I would love to see more of Jimmy be the lights out version as opposed to what we saw late. So we don't even be in a position to where it was what he was. It reminded me a lot of the Super Bowl where 49ers have a 10-point lead. They have a 7-point lead or 3, whatever it is. And it's like, damn, Jimmy, like we just need you to make that one play to put this game away. Please make that one play to put this game away. And he didn't, right? He didn't. Everybody talk about the 49ers defense and all that in the Super Bowl, but all they needed was Jimmy just make that one play and he couldn't right, make that one play. And down the stretch against the, <clears throat> the the Bengals, it looked a lot like that where the 49ers have a two-score lead and I'm looking at it like, Jimmy, I, I get it, but I just need you to make that one play and he couldn't do it. Until overtime, which was excellent. So now, Jimmy's a hero. Everything's great. 49ers won. Let's move on to Arizona. But go uh, to to
6: Atlanta, but go ahead. Sorry to kind of catch you off. No, you good. So what what I was saying was, you know, I started with that, but before that, yeah, he had had a very pedestrian game. And believe you me, like, you know, I I look at people who, you know, talk about Jimmy in different ways. You know, some of them are truly apologists. Everything he does, you just got to, you know, come on, man. You know, you just got to believe. You just got to believe. And I believe there are people who are optimists you know, who say, you know, I try to look at things from both sides of the spectrum. Uh, for me, I'm just one of those people where I look at it and I say, Hey, he does what he's asked to do. We can't ask much more of him. He's inconsistently, you know, consistent. Like that's how that works. He, he, he comes on. Sometimes you look at me like, damn, all right, cool. You know, he look all right. Then you look at him like, what the hell was that? But To be honest with you, man, it it was a situation where we knew we was going to have to do that because the run game wasn't working very well. Um, Shout out to the Bengals. They got some hogs on that line. That defensive line was nasty, man. They was doing their fucking thing. And the the hard part, you know, for me was, like I say, he took four sacks. I say about two of those were on him. He kind of stood there too long. And the, the one thing you notice with him is when he starts patting the ball too much, he don't know where to go. And he, he he's confused, he's frustrated, he's flustered, you don't know what, and then at that point you already know something gonna happen. When you were talking about Jimmy G and Tony Romo, the first thing that came to mind with me was they both do the most the worst thing at the most inopportune moment. Romo was known for throwing a pick at the wrong damn time. They had had a game in hand, and he but, he'll put that oh, out there.
0: But but like Romo, and I think Jimmy Garoppolo does a good job, and this is mm-hmm. this is why I want to. I don't hate or dislike Jimmy Garoppolo. No one I want to does. Make, sure I make that clear. If if I'm, I'm – I give my perspective on the game and on Jimmy Garoppolo, mm-hmm. but Jimmy Garoppolo, I would say that most of the time his interceptions don't come in bad times. I think they come in times where he can make up for it most of the time. And I think Jimmy Garoppolo does an amazing job of playing well at the time when the 49ers need it. It's just sometimes when you look at it, it's like, damn, well, they needed two fumbles to actually be in position mm-hmm. right now to – do this because he wasn't playing well but again Jimmy there's a lot of things he does well I think he's actually a little bit more clutch than Tony Romo in a sense of like that drive it's like hey I need that drive Jimmy Mm -hmm. typically gives it to you and I think he does a really good job real quick let me get to this real quick before I get uh, forget got my guy Melf Hunter 49ers pass uh, 49ers number five pass defense because it doesn't count penalty pass interferences not true All right, and this is why I say it's not true this is why I say it's not true, because the number two team in uh, pass pass interference yards given up, they are damn. I just did it. The number two team and the number three team, two three. The number two like and number overall three team defense and 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 no and, and 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 pass interference yards against them are mm-hmm. ranked like twentieth and 26th in pass defense. So
1: yeah.
0: getting so getting. So having penalty yards or pass interference yards against you doesn't equate to having a top five pass defense as far as yardage goes. I hope that makes sense. Just because they have those pass interference yards against them, the teams that are next in line aren't even top 15 in the league in pass defense. So having those penalty yards does not equate to, oh, it's because of the penalties. You know what I'm saying? Or or Mm -hmm. because of the penalties, now they're good against the pass. That's not it. I debunked that theory on Twitter. So the 49ers just typically do a well good job of not giving up the big yardage. But sorry. Yeah, so I had to, to make sure. Nah, I you,
6: to that. you good. So for me, you know the positive, George Kittle. I love the fact that he's been exploding these past two games. You know that George Kittle just caught six touchdown That's the most he's had in his career. Like it, it, it's definitely crazy. Um, Chris says what, what Wilson yeah, went he out says, of uh,
0: Wilson went out of bounds. Yeah, no, uh, Wilson went out of bounds once. Good. And, and when he did that, I said, come on, Wilson, you got to stay in bounds. That was a 49 opportunity to really kill some clock. He went out yeah. of bounds. I said, damn, you can't do that. And then, uh, and then a play later, they had a penalty. And then it was Jermichael Hasty. He went out of bounds. And then they had, I believe it was the incomplete pass or something like that. It was something along those lines. But they, they went out of bounds at times where like, it's like, you can't. Yeah. I, we might be thinking of two different things. I think I might be thinking of before halftime. I think I'm thinking of before halftime where the 49ers were in a position to potentially give the ball back, but then they had the muff punt. So, yeah, that's kind of that. But my bad. Go ahead.
6: Yeah, but it's like, like yesterday, man. One thing I have to say, you know, and these are all positives. Kittle exploded. He's been exploding these past two games. Great to get him involved. The one thing that I, that, that I do have to say, though, is Kyle, you got to be real mindful with the use of depot in that backfield you're coming off a groin injury, man, you don't need him going in there because you know Debo. He know one speed. It's 100 miles an hour. And, and when you pushing on that groin so much, you can re-aggravate it. So hopefully it didn't bother him. He didn't wind up on an injury report or anything. Uh, Jawan Jennings, man, I'm, t- I'm telling you all out there, I said it before, I'll say it again, Jawan Jennings is what they wanted Jalen Hurd to be because Jawan Jennings is – he's got the height, he's got the size – and he's starting to come on and, and, and make plays eventually. Brandon Ayuk, you know, I give that last touchdown to Ayuk. And the reason being is because he made the play. Jimmy did the rollout and he dumped it off, but that was maybe a two or three yard pass. And IUK did the rest. So I give Ayuk all the credit on that one. Um, and and people when they when they were surprised he extended, y'all forget Ayuk wingspan, big as heck. Like that man got some long arms. So him being able to extend that ball and get over that pylon, that didn't surprise me at all. Um, it, it just – that game was was a nail-biter. Um, and and the only thing I'll say about Ambry Thomas is I know he's a rookie. And I know that uh, – I think Darius was talking about um, Ufanga. Here's the thing. With that situation in the end zone, a lot of the times what that is, is people just – you got to – it happens. And he tried his best to stick with him, man. He just, he slipped a little bit. And once you slip a little bit, man, there he is. You know, there was some passes over the middle to T. Higgins that were killing me because he was just standing there and he'd be wide open. But overall, good performance by the offense, man. The run game did what they could. That tells you we really need Elijah Mitchell because you're not going to be able to rely on Jeff Wilson Jr. and Jermichael Hasty to hold it down. Um, I, I do believe that in the past game, Glad Ayuk is getting his love. Glad, you know, Juwan Jennings is out there getting some touches. And, you know, I'm happy that Kittle is back to being a receiver to an extent because it's hard to watch him block all day. And I know he's great at blocking. He is. I love what he does when he blocks because he's a monster. But he's also a threat and a viable threat receiving. And now we're getting back to showing teams you need to respect that. Like, don't, don't think that we can't put this big dude out there and he can't cook you and bake you for some yardage and get you for some TDs, you know. And, and Nick Bosa, man, all I got to say is teams beware because he's coming for your damn quarterback and he's hunting for him. Shout out to Arden Key. He did fairly well yesterday, man. I was hoping so bad. He jumped up and he came down on Burrow and I was like, oh, that's going to be a strip sack. And Burrow still got that ball out, man. Hey, I think you muted yourself, Crocky. Yeah,
0: there I think there were did. a couple of times Bro just got the ball off yeah, late. The, the, the pass rush, that was my thing. I had got on like well, secondary, whatever pass rush is the one that's inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Pass rush has been good as of late. They've done a pretty really good job. And uh they were getting back. Fantastic.
6: To that. Hey but man, yeah, I'm gonna been get you fantastic. out of here. I gotta get
0: the next caller on, Dion.
6: All right, Crocky. Have a good one, buddy.
0: All right, my dog. About to get my guy Ryan on. I see my guy Ryan waiting. There was one thing I wanted to touch on real quick. Uh, Peter King, because I got tagged in it this morning on Twitter too. Peter King just said the 49ers are unclear about moving on from Jimmy in 2022. Not true. The 49ers, okay. The fact that they said that Jimmy Garoppolo is, I mean, the 49ers are unclear, lets me know that they are very clear. And this, this is what I mean by that. The 49ers right now are in the midst of a playoff push. And Jimmy Garoppolo is their starting quarterback. You cannot come out and make any definitive st- uh, stand, take any definitive uh, statement where, on where you are with Jimmy Garoppolo right now. Well, in the sense of him not being here. You cannot come out. You cannot come out and say, Jimmy Garoppolo will will not be a 49er next year while he's your starting quarterback and a playoff push and you're the sixth seed. You can't do it. They have to say, well, we don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Hey, what if he ends up and we win every game and he lights it up and we go to the Super Bowl and he wins the Super Bowl and he's the MVP and he's the reason we won. And, you know, you don't want to rule something like that out. But I'm letting you know right now. If he was going to be here next year, then they would say we're going to keep him for another year. But they're smart to not make a definitive uh, stand on either way. Jimmy, I I put money on it. He's not going to be here. But they can't say that. They can't say Jimmy won't be here next year. Uh, Mel Funder, Cunningham is live now, and he's early and uh, competing in slot. Is that that's supposed to be competing, right? Conan's live now. He's early and competing in slot. Uh, Burrow, the second QB to pass for over 300 yards on the 49ers. Yeah. That was something that hadn't really happened uh, a whole lot to the 49ers this year. The only time was the first game of the season up until last game. All right, here we go. I got Ryan coming on. Ryan, how you doing, bro? Woo-hoo! Get the front line sport baby. let's go
1: let's go i wouldn't go I hop like on it.
7: cam but i did want to show up the beanie you know what i'm saying just got came yeah. to bed, you know what i'm saying you know y'all yeah. go out there support you know what i mean and get y'all hey. a cap for the winter make sure y'all don't stay nice and um warm
0: i got the uh i got the so i got the 49er faithful edition coming out all right so the it's um i got the hoodie hold on let me show y'all the hoodie what it's gonna look like right, real quick Show y'all this real quick. All right, try to zoom in on it. I don't know, let's see. So uh, it's not really clear, but anyways, it's uh, see if I can try to zoom in a little bit more. So you guys can see it say across the chest, faithful with the saloon font. And then uh, one of the strings is in the way, so you can't see the frontline sports logo, but the frontline sports logo is red and gold. Yeah, so it's say faithful across the chest it got the front line sports like this and red and gold and then the hats are going to be red and gold and it's a faithful uh on the back above the little opening so be on the lookout for those maybe that's what i'll do with the giveaway i talked about getting a jersey and stuff like that but maybe i'll give away 49er hoodie and a, and the hat so shout out to all y'all the support but go ahead go ahead ryan
7: nah man i feel like everybody else man i turned a grand off watching this game i don't know if Watch Lord of the Rings, boy. I was just great, man. My beard turned gray and everything, though. Um, (laughs) I was like you, man. Jimmy G did what he did, came through the clutch at the end of the game. He won the game. I appreciate it. But we consistently have those long laws of third down, three and outs. It's like four or five games. We'll just sit there and go. Five possessions, three and outs, no points, especially when the defense in the first half was giving us turnovers and we only scored, I think it was 14 or 17 points. Man, we should at least had 24 at the minimum, you know, when it comes to points in that game. But our defense kept on, you know, trying to ball as long as they could. Uh, My offense uh, played better. I think, I was wondering why Kyle don't go no huddle to kind of give Jimmy some of that, I don't know, some spunk or something. Like he never goes no huddle in the first three quarters, never. Unless it's the final two minutes, because they put up a stat last night. The final two minutes going to have, we score like points, winning. Everything just like react, react, quick pace. And then the last four, like two minutes in the fourth quarter. So if our offense is stagnant not moving, what's your um, thoughts on that? Why don't we just kind of press the issue a little bit for time to kickstart our offense?
0: That's, that's been my issue the whole time, man. Where – a lot of times, and again, I mean, it's just me, you know, coaching seven on seven. I've never coached an NFL team or anything like that. But when you when you go fast, it keeps the defense like it makes them have to play more vanilla, they got to line up quick, they can't do as much. So sometimes I would lo- love to see Kyle Shanahan incorporate some NASCAR in the offense. Just no huddle. Let's go out there, let's play fast you'll and then it'll make it a lot easier on the quarterback. We've seen both of our quarterbacks do well in that situation, whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance. I actually brought it up in the it's crazy. I brought it up against the Colts. And ideally what you want to do when 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 you want to run that NASCAR offense is in a position where 49ers once you can once you get that first down right if if okay it's early okay second okay first down we run we pick up five and then boom we throw for first down now let's go. Let's get on the ball. Let's go. And then let's play more up-tempo. Let's go quicker. Let's go faster. Uh, I haven't seen that from the 49ers a lot, but I brought it up against the Colts. And the next thing you know, they used it in the Colts game. And I was like, oh, there it is. People were like, dang, Croc, you just called it. So I've seen it once. I think I saw it in one other game. But more times than not, the 49ers don't go in the up-tempo offense. But I definitely think it will not only help, uh, you know, simplify things for Kyle Shanahan and what you're seeing versus defense, but for the quarterback as well, and I think Jimmy Garoppolo plays well in rhythm doing it that way.
7: And also, Jimmy mistakenly just magically dropped the ball that nobody's talking about. Like, he just fumbled the ball. No rain, no nothing. He just fell out his hand like it was a hot potato. It was weird. It was weird. <laughs> and
0: but then, it didn't matter. 49ers won the game, so you know what I'm saying? But <clears> it was it, it. just goes to some of the weird things that happen when you have Jimmy Garoppolo quarterback. I try not to complain about it too much. I do give my analysis on what I'm seeing in the game and kind of how we get to certain points. But overall, yeah. the Bengals weren't able to take advantage of it and the 49ers were able to come out with the win.
7: Yeah, big ups to the defensive line again. Like, all the front four, man, they played hard. They kept some gaps um, closed. The linebackers put those gap, gaps in. I hope um, Al Shazier is all right, man. He was playing like a man on fire that first half. I mean, he was out there hitting everything. I mean, he had 10 tackles at halftime. Like, he was balling, you know what I mean? Big yeah. ups to him. And um, yeah, man, it's gonna get this another another W in, in um in Atlanta, man, and keep going down. Y'all go support, go out there, pick out your you know, get your, your gear, you know what I'm saying? From Cracky, and condolences again to um Dante and his family, man. Y'all keep them in his prayers, um, and his mental health as well.
0: Yes, sir. Appreciate you coming on, Ryan. All right, man, and I appreciate it. Jam packed show. We had over two, we still got 270 people in here. Man, my bandwidth is dipping in and out right now, so that must be time you know tell me it's time to get off of here. I appreciate everybody that's locked in to the show been locked in the whole time all the supporters out here you guys are awesome anything I say is just analysis you know what I'm saying in, in how I kind of see the game and how I analyze it but again don't don't mistake that for me not being excited about a win, not being happy with the 49ers one shoes I won I came up 700 I put 500 dollars on the 49ers I put 500 on the Niners. They won. So I got to recoup some of that money spending on my kids' Christmas gifts. (laughs) All right. So um, it's perfect timing because I traveled to California later this week. So uh, I I was super excited about the 49ers, the win, uh, how they won. Big shout-out to Jimmy Garoppolo playing extremely clutch down the stretch. That was awesome. Good stuff from Jimmy Garoppolo. But – Heck yeah, man. Appreciate everybody who has been in here. Make sure you hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button as we get out of here. Underdog Fantasy, promo code Crocky. Manscaped.com. You know what it is. Today is Manscaped Monday. It's Manscaped Monday. So, you know, go get right. Stop walking around looking crazy. Go get sexy for your lady. And we out, man. Promo code Crocky.
1: Peace. Intercepted. It is picked off by Eric Crocker. Over midfield. He'll run
0: it all
1: of the way. Talk talk TV podcast. TV podcast.